this Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, listeners, it's Friday night, uh, 2019. Uh, it's been a while since we've been together with the coaches. We've got uh, Coach Brandon Clark here tonight and Coach Wietrich, our new defensive coordinator, we're privileged to have. Coach Clark, uh, last time we talked to you, it was on a Saturday, and uh, we were preparing for a state championship game, and uh, everyone knows we came out on top in that ball game. Uh, you know, this is uh, 2019, though, a whole new group of kids. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the preseason and uh, how these kids are getting ready for this game tonight. You know, honestly, uh this, I think this summer has been one of the best summers that we've had in terms of kids showing up every day when, you know, I mean, kids would take vacations and all that stuff. But uh, if they were in town, they would show up. I think our numbers in the weight room and, and conditioning were, were huge. Uh, we'd probably average about, I'd say, anywhere from 80 to 70 kids at the varsity level during workouts in the summer. We'd average about 50 to 60 freshmen and then about 80 middle school kids, and then over 100 uh, sixth grade through second graders. So um, this summer was filled with a lot of kids, and we got to know a lot of kids, which was really fun. But for our varsity level kids, um, they they did a great job. I've seen a lot of growth in uh, the weight room, um, the knowledge of the game, of our schemes and the concepts. They did a really good job at our summer camp then these last, last two weeks to get ready for this week. Uh, but there's there's been a lot of growth and we needed a lot of growth because we've got a lot of holes to to fill because we have we've lost a lot of starters from from last year's team. So uh, they've done everything we've asked, uh, done a great job. They've had great attitudes. Um, workouts have been fun. Sometimes you walk into a waiting room and you're like, OK, it's just another day. Here we go again. Uh, but these kids are making it fun. You know, you got kids like Kevin Washington and and kids like that that just bring the environment up and make it a positive environment and make it a fun place to be in. And it's, it's, it's been a good off season. Coach, I'm going to throw this question out to both you and Coach Wietrich. I, I think that uh, you guys coming into fall practice probably had, uh, on both sides of the ball, probably had some kind of goals you wanted to meet between the time fall practice started and the first game. Explain to our listeners if you did have goals, what they were, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you talk offense, and Coach Wietrich can talk defense. You know, we had a, a offensively. You know, we, we've got Grant Adler back. We've got Trey Washington back. Um, we've got Lim Wash, who, who took some valuable snaps last year at quarterback, who's now playing running back. Um, we've got five or six wide receivers back. Um, we, you know, we've got Alex Kahn and Kevin Washington uh, back. So, so our biggest question was offensive line. And uh, we've, we've gone through these last two weeks. It has changed left and right. You know, we got Philip Eisenhower back, who's a senior. Um, he's done a great job. He was playing right tackle at the beginning, and now he's, he's playing right guard. You know, this, we moved him there this, this week. And uh, we've got a couple other positions. We've had some kids kind of come in as starters, and we've got some sophomores that um, were starters. And just this week, we've had some kids beat some kids out because uh, they, they seem to want it a little bit more, and they're practicing harder. Um, uh, so, so there, there is some healthy competition at the offensive line, and that's something that uh, that was kind of a big question mark uh, this year because we ha we have a lot of returning guys, and and I'll tell you the the returners that we have on offense, 
um, they've gotten better. It's it's not the same kid. You know, Grant Adler has gotten better, even though he only played like three three games last year. Uh, Trey Washington, you're going to see a better running back this year than, than you saw last year. Kavion Walker, Jake Karsak, Aaron Larson, Reed Liston, David Sims. I mean, it, the, the list goes on. They are better. So um, I was very happy to see that. But, uh, um, you know, we've got a couple uh, holes to fill, and also we've got to create some depth um, at every position because this is a game of football and like any sport you're you're going to have injuries so we got to create some depth so so when somebody does get hurt in a game we can plug somebody in there and uh, you know not not miss a heartbeat yeah i mean on defense um got some pretty big shoes to fill i mean on defense we lost seven eight starters from last year really good players for us but when we met over the summer with our leadership group, our sophomore group, and we talked as a, as a team and a defense, you know, the, the goal is still the same. The goal is to, is to get the state, and the goal is a state title. Um, and a lot of our guys that we're, that we're asking to step up and fill those shoes, those seniors that left, they have really good playing experience. They've played a lot of game, varsity games last year. Um, and there's really a really good dynamic group of players that we're expecting a lot of things from. So, um, you know, defense last year was pretty solid. We had some pretty crazy stats on defense. I mean, so the goal is, but still the goal and the mindset of the guys in that room that we have on defense is to get better and find ways to get better on defense and to, to do whatever it takes to win every ball game we play in. I mean, so that's, uh, that's always the mindset we have as a staff on D and, and the players, I think. The leadership is starting to emerge. You know, that's one of the big questions we have on defense right now with us losing so many key leaders on D is who are going to be the guys that we can count on, you know, when, when adversity happens or, you know, bad situations happen to us, what can we do? Who's going to step up and lead and be those guys that, that get us right and make us right and make us a really good defense? Coach Wietrich, I'm going to stick with you on this question. Uh, I know uh, we talked a lot this summer about, uh, you know, you coming in. I think you started out at Eureka and ended up over at Rose Hill. You, you came to Derby. We're glad you did uh, last year. Uh, you kind of uh, stepped into this uh, defensive coordinator role uh, this year. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, what your philosophy is defensively and uh, what we might expect from uh, from this defense yeah no I appreciate that yeah I'm, uh, the path you know it's always crazy where you end up and I, I couldn't be more grateful where I ended up you know we talk about positions in football or, or schools in football where you would ideally like to be at there's no question that where I'm at now is uh, is one of the best spots I believe in Kansas and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have this opportunity you know, defensively, as far as the philosophy goes, you know, I think, you know, a lot of guys get caught up into what are you? Are you an odd front? Are you a four-man front? Are you a five-man front? Are you, I mean, what are you up front and all this type of thing? I think philosophy on defense is going to be what your personnel is. And at the end of the day, it's going to be what, what is, what's going to put your guys in the best position to play fast, to not think, to swarm, and to punish, and to make sure when you're getting to the ball, you're getting there with, the, with bad intentions, and you're, you're playing very physical defensive football. I think that has got to be our identity. You know, I, I don't get real caught up into you know, what scheme we're going to run. You know, that, could, that, that changes week to week. You know, on defense, we don't get to pick what we line up against. You know, offense dictates formations. Offense dictate, dictates plays. You know, but we can respond, and we can, we can change kind of what offenses do based on our our physicality and how we play the game on our side of the ball. So identity for us is going to be more about a mindset and how we play the game rather than a, you know, a set front or, you know, a scheme or something like that. But no, I'm extremely fortunate to be here and be under Coach Clark and, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to this year. Coach, every year we talk at the end of the season about, you know, the additional practices you guys get uh, because you're, you go into the playoffs deep every year. So, 
You know, having said that, uh, we start fall practice. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, how that helped when fall practice started, or if, if it's just, you know, kind of goes away after football's over. But I, I suspect it helps you a little bit in the, in the fall when you start those practices. You know, we, we've talked about this as a team, um, and we've talked about this as a coaching staff also. Uh, these guys have played in the state championship every year. You know, these seniors have. And uh, so, so if you look back at how many extra weeks you get to go to a state championship, so that's four extra weeks. And uh, so these guys have got 12 extra weeks of practice underneath their belt, most of them, uh, before their senior season, you know, than, than most schools that we're playing. So um, on the back end, that, that kind of helps us keep everything fresh. Uh, we don't burn our kids out in the, the summer. Uh, there's teams out there practicing every day. We may throw the ball for 10 minutes after uh, we, we do a 30-minute workout in the weight room. We do a 20-minute workout on the field and conditioning. And then we may throw the ball for about 10 minutes or something like that. But we, we practice once a week. And we could practice every day all summer until, like, late July. Uh, but we choose not to because we want the kids to be baseball players, basketball players, track athletes, you know, whatever, whatever interests or be a kid, go to the swim pool, you know, have a life. Uh, so those 12 weeks kind of help that out too. So we're not scrambling. And I'll tell you what else helps it out is our junior program and our middle school program where the kids kind of know the system. So by the time they get their senior year, where most schools are implementing their whole offense or whole defense, they seem to be changing every year. We haven't changed much at all. You know, so uh, um, we're able to add new stuff every every year, but our kids already know it. And uh, they know it because of the, the programs that we have before us and also the like the 12 weeks of practice these guys have, have got that a lot of teams haven't. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're trying some new stuff out this year. Uh, you know, we, we typically practice really short on Monday. Mainly it's a film room and, and uh, you know, study, scouting report and all that, why, why JV and freshmen are playing games. Um, Tuesdays were typically about a two-hour practice. Wednesday was typically about a two-hour practice. Thursday was a little bit shorter, uh, shorter just kind of going through. We call it perfect Thursdays. This year, we've cut it out, cut, cut, cut some time out. Um, and I think we can do it because our kids are coming in more knowledgeable because of just what you said. The, the last three years, they've had four extra weeks of practice every year uh, to, to get better. And that's some value, value, valuable reps when you have pads on. And, and, and we have our team camp, but every, we kind of get a gauge in the summer where our team is. You know, we have our team camp. We see where we start and where we end. And this year we felt like we had a lot already in store for to get ready for the first day of practice so uh um so we've cut practices back which i'll tell you what is has been amazing um our longest practice this this year has been an hour and 40 minutes and and our way of thinking is if we can get just as much accomplished in an hour and 40 minutes as we can in two hours if our kids just go hard and and we squeeze in those extra 20 minutes and keep the same amount of reps but just go a little harder we'll reward the kids with getting out of practice that you know, 520 or, or 515 or something like that. And and uh, I kind of noticed it this summer. We kind of did it with seven on seven. Uh, we, we only went to one seven on seven tournament and we'd throw after a couple practices and I'd always cut the kids short. I'd say, all right, we're done. And they're like, oh, coach, can we stay? Can we stay? Can we stay? And I felt like if, if you can end something where the kids want to come back and do something again, they come back and ready to go. And that's the way I felt this whole last two weeks have gone. 
we've gone practices anywhere from an hour and a half to about an hour and 40 minutes. And it seems like we always got some a little extra in the tank at the end of practice where we could go longer if we wanted to, but I want to keep it fresh. And that's kind of kind of a new philosophy. And heck, we'll, we'll see tonight if it works. I mean, if it doesn't, we might go back to two hour practices, but uh, I'm hoping we win so we can keep these shorter practices because it's kind of nicer for everybody too. Coaches, uh, as we said, it's Friday night, 2019 Derby Panther football. I know we're excited. Uh, we made the trek to Garden City. Uh, Coach Clark, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about Garden City, what we might expect to see from them uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, we'll talk to Coach Wietrich about uh, what we're going to expect to see uh, from them offensively. Uh, defensively, last year we saw a 3-4. Um, they end up changing to a 4-3. Um, we've got a feeling we went up to their scrimmage and watched them. You know, they, they went to heights, so we went and watched what, what they did. And they're, they're a four-man front, so I don't, I don't think they're going to go through a full scrimmage with the four-man front and, and change to a three-man front. And they may, who knows. But um, um, they've got they're, – they're really big defensively. They're, their defensive line, I think we got 260, 260, 280, and 215. Um, and then they've got some linebackers that can fly around. I was really impressed with their safeties, how they flew around. Uh, last year, they, they put seven in the box against us, so I got a feeling we'll get, get a lot, lot of the same um, because we are a running team. Um, but uh, uh, the, their kids fly around, and they're playing fast. You know, uh, just, just watching their scrimmage, um, just offensively and defensively, um, I, they are a much better team than what they were last year. Coach Hill has done a tremendous job. Uh, their their defense is great, and you know their offense looked really good too. And I'll I'll let Coach Coach Weicher touch on that. Yeah, you know, offensively, um, I think I think coaching staff's done a great job for Garden City. There's no doubt in my mind they'll be ready to go tonight. Um, they return a quarterback who, you know, last year we played him, and we definitely, you know, you put some shots on that kid. I thought we were very physical against him, but that kid was a competitor. He's a tough kid. He kept getting up. Um, so he's definitely a strong leader for that team that's going to play tonight against us. And then up front, I mean, they, they just got some really big dudes. I mean, they have their left guard, I think, is their best offensive lineman. Um, he's got some offers. He's, he, he's a really good player. He, as big as he is, he's still really effective in the pull game. They'll pull him. Um, but they, they are huge. Left tackle's huge. Um, you know, the, they never turned in three guys on offensive line that played and had and started all year last year. Um, so they have some, some experience coming back at O-line. Their strength's going to be their O-line. They're big, you know. So um, we're definitely have to be very physical with them because, you know, up front for us, you know, we lost some guys up front and they returned some guys from up front. So it's going to be a battle for us all night. And those big guys, uh, we're definitely have to bring our physicality or it could be a long night for us if we don't, if we don't come to play. You know, Coach, just a, just a quick question. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Wietrich was talking about the physical aspect of practice. You've talked about the physical aspect of practice. Uh, uh, how much uh, emphasis is put on really hitting in practice, or do you do a lot of drills? Because I, I figure these guys are probably getting tired of hitting each other. Uh, they're probably ready to hit somebody with a different color helmet. You know, uh, we work in practice. Uh, we have been going uh, the, the first two weeks, um, you know, after that, starting that Saturday of the first week is when we really hit. Uh, we've been going a lot of like our, our one offense versus our one defense. And uh, it came to a point that second week where I looked at Coach Wietrich and said, we've got to stop. We're beating each other up a little too much. So we, we've done less of that. We've gone about 10 minutes uh, uh, a day 
going our ones versus ones because it was getting pretty violent. But with that being said, I say violent is kids flying around. Um, there is one day this this whole season that we've tackled that that we've actually that it was our scrimmage on Saturday to see what we had. Everybody was live. You just couldn't cheap shot a quarterback, blindside him if he was in the pocket or whatever. But everybody was live. Then after that, everybody everything's been thud. Defense has been wrapping up, stopping momentum. Nobody's been going to the ground. Um, so so we do like to keep our kids fresh, like I was saying. But we also like to keep them healthy. So so our kids are flying around. Our offensive line, defensive line are blocking each other, working up to linebackers. Our wide receivers are blocking our safeties. But when it comes to kind of tackling, I'll say this in a, in a meeting one time you know that it's you can teach all the tackling technique um, that you can but it's the pre-tackle it's it's how you fit up on a guy how you get your position yourself in position to make that tackle and that's what's important to us so if our kids are fitted up in position to make a tackle pretty much tag off and, and let it go let's stay healthy so and our kids have done a great job of that this year and uh i'm i'm super excited to, to see tonight our, our kids hit and uh, hit another team and not beat each other up well guys i know we're running out of time uh i i from your last comment i think we're probably fairly healthy for the season uh, it's hopefully so it's week one uh but i appreciate you guys coming up i know your team's down there waiting on you guys hey good luck tonight Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football, Derby Panther Football, Derby Junior Football Invitation in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. 
John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own-pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Live from Buffalo Stadium in Garden City, it's time for Derby Panther Football. Sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Express Water and Hardscapes, Biddles Automotive, Pizza John's, El Paso Animal Hospital, Derby Plaza Theaters, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, DNB Auto, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, and Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. And now with all tonight's play-by-play -play action, once again, here's the Alive 105.9 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and along with Kevin Payne, uh, we're ready to start the 2019 football season. We're out here almost in another time zone. We're playing uh, Garden City. It's uh, it's very hot out here, so that could be very hard on the players. Well, Doyle, we were heading up this way. We've, we've come to Garden City a lot of times over the years, but I think it's been since 2007 that we've been here. And, you know, we showed up in town after about a three-and-a-half-hour drive, and uh, – this high school here is something else. It's a brand new high school with brand new field, and uh, it, it was really is state of the art. Oh no, there's no doubt about it. That that high school, we saw it from the road. It's huge, and uh, someone was saying it might be the biggest uh, high school in the state of Kansas. Yeah, square footage wise, that's what they're telling us. And uh, someone said they'd been inside the building, and there's big screen TVs all over, and new computers, and you know, uh, I guess that's what you can do uh, when you build a new high school. No kidding, because they, they, they did the school bond right, because this is sure a nice facility. And as you mentioned, it's hot here. It's uh, We were driving up, and we're watching the temperature in the car at 95 and 96 degrees. Uh, kickoff should be about 91 degrees. The wind is out of the east at about eight, nine miles an hour. And Joel and I are sitting in a press box that uh, is on the visitor's side with the sun just coming straight in at us. So we're going to have to battle the sun for at least an hour this first part of the game. Now, so listeners, please bear with us. We may not be able to see a few things and, and you know, we, we may not be able to see after all this sun anyway. Well, Doyle, as we mentioned, we're here in Garden City. Coach Brian Hill in his 10th season is uh, at the charge of 55 and 34 record. Last season, the Buffaloes were two and seven. As everyone knows, they came down to Derby and took a pretty good beating. Yeah, it, it was tough on them last year. First game, you know, first game for both teams. But, uh, you know, Panthers Panthers kind of took care of business. And, uh, uh, you know, we're 1-0 against uh, Garden City in this home-and-home. 
Well, and as we remember, you know, I think you and I were talking. I, I don't know if it was 95 or 6 when we came to Garden City and played in what was really the mud bowl. There wasn't a stitch of grass on the field, and they were using big rollers at halftime to try and get the field just packed down. So we said this is a great, great stadium here. And uh, Garden City this year has seven returners on offense, supposed to be the, the really the backbone of this team. Most experienced offensive line uh, where they have four starters. And, and Doyle, the quarterback, Carlos Acosta, we remember him from last year. That kid kept getting hit, kept getting back up off the ground. Uh, he, he was the real deal. Yes, he, uh, he was quite an athlete. He was probably, you could probably argue this point, but he might be the best athlete on their team. Oh, no doubt. And had almost 1,200 yards passing last year with 53% completion rate. You know, the, the one thing that maybe stuck out uh, – was that he had eight touchdown passes, but he had nine IT, uh, interceptions. Yeah, that that that's a bad a bad thing in in and of itself. But still, he he's still a runner. He's he's a threat when he's got the ball in his hands, either passing or rushing. Well, we're being told that uh, Eric Dominicus is supposed to be the guy getting the ball a lot tonight. He's a five eight hundred and sixty pound sophomore, and uh, he's going to be running behind a huge offensive line. You got Cherise at 6'1", 300, Wells at 6'3", 300, Nuzum at, at 275, uh, Ramos at 5'8", 225, and Caden Whitehurst at 6'2", 240. Probably one of the biggest offensive lines we'll face this year. Yeah, and, and uh, Charez, he's, uh, a, he, I think he signed a, a letter of intent with a Division II school, so he's the real deal at 6'1", 300, and he'll play both ways. They've got some receivers in Lane Durst at 5'8", 165, Philip Barrera at 6'2", 180, Christian Reyes at 5'8", 135, and Ricardo Gomes at 6'2", 165. It should be the top guys uh, catching the football tonight from Acosta. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, defensively, they, they give up a lot of points, and they lost a lot of people on defense. So they're, according to their coach, they're going to be hurt pretty good, and they're going to have to get good quick. Well, this is, you know, the defense is a, a defensive unit that allowed 34 points per game last year. They only have three starters returning. And, well, if, as we recall last year, they ran a 4-2-5 base defense. And uh, from talking to Coach Clark just a little bit ago, he expects the same tonight. Yeah, uh, they don't have a whole lot of video on them, but uh, you're right, Kevin. He, they expect a little bit of the same tonight. Uh, uh, again, they're very short on experience. So, according to their coach, they're they're going to, they're well, going to have to get good quick. Yeah, and, and we, as we were talking to him, he says, you know, they run that base defense, but we know they're going to continue to stunt, blitz, and do everything they can to shake up this derby offense. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, they're going to try to confuse a very good Panther offense. As far as the Panthers go, uh, they come in here uh, defending state champs, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Well, it's a big deal. Last year, they went 13-0 and on their way to beating Blue Valley North 24-16 in the 6A state championship game. Well, that uh, tallied up Derby's four state championships since 2013. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. That's, uh, you know, Coach Clark's pretty humble about it, but, uh, you know, that's rarefied air. Uh, we returned 13 starters, nine on offense, four on defense. And I, I talked to some fans a little bit ago from Garden City, and they said, and your defense has got to be awful this year. You guys graduated so many. And I just had to smile at him and, and say, you know, we've got a lot of guys that uh, have stepped up. A lot of guys got experience last year. So 
I think you'll be surprised what Derby Derby offers. Oh, I think I think you're exactly right. I think that, that a lot of teams are going to be surprised what Derby puts on the field in terms of a of a defense. Uh, offensively, not going to be much change from last year. You know, it's well, we've got Grant Aller back at quarterback. He's our six three hundred ninety five pound senior, Trey Washington, back at running back, a guy that gained almost two thousand yards last year. And we got Alex Kahn, Kevin Washington. We've got some big studs on our front line. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We've got some good returners. We've got some guys filling holes. And, uh, you know, it, it's – I mean, you just named them. We're, we've got a, a lot of talent on the offensive side. And, you know, the defense is going to catch up with them here in the next two or three games. And, hey, they might play well tonight. We're, wait, we're only a couple of minutes away from seeing exactly what's going on. Well, you know, and, and I, I go back to last year, a conversation with our, our defensive coordinator, Mitch Pontius, and he said he just kind of smiled after about week five, and he says, we're going to be okay next year with our defense as well, and that's what's proving out. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, it's pretty noisy here right now, but uh, we're a couple minutes away from the start of, start of tonight's game. We're going to give you the starting lineups for your Panthers, uh, starting on offense, uh, on the offensive line, Alex Kahn, 6'6", 280. Dylan Kahn, six foot two forty. Kevin Washington, five eleven three hundred. Philip Eisenhower, six four two eighty. And Alex Key, sophomore, six foot two hundred. You tied in to senior Jacob Karsak, six one one ninety five. The wide receivers are senior Kavion Walker, six four two zero five. Junior Lim Wash, five nine one sixty. And senior Aaron Larson at five eleven one seventy. Quarterback is senior Grant Atler, six three one eighty five. And the running back is senior Trey Washington at 5'10", 195. Also seeing a lot of action on offense tonight will be Reed Liston at wide receiver, Jonas Vickers, and Jackson Davis on the offensive line. Defensively for the Panthers, on the defensive line, senior Seth Smith, 5'11", 190. Senior Tyler Dorsey, 6'2", 265. Senior Daniel Archer, 6'2", 230. Your outside linebackers, junior Luke Stewart, 5'11", 170. Junior Colson Searing, 6'1", 185. Inside linebacker, senior Trayvon Morrison, 5'10", 195. And Jack Heilman, 5'7", 155, junior. Your corners are senior Terry Gindy, Gin, excuse me, senior Terry Ginyard, 5'9", 150. Senior Brecken Kuzer, 5'9", 145. And your safeties are junior Tanner Knox at 5'11", 155. And junior Amara. Ramirez at 5'9", 175. There are your starters, and the captains are meeting in the center of the field. Well, Doyle, as we said, uh, we kind of had to hurry up and get, get through that starting lineup. But this is a Panther team that has had so much success over the last several years that, you know, Coach Clark was talking to us a little bit, you know, before we got here. And he, he just said, hey, guys, you know, our job this year is we want to keep these guys grounded. We want to keep them, you know, hungry. We want them to know that life isn't easy and you don't just come out and show up and win a ball game and come into Garden City tonight and, and being in an uncomfortable surrounding three and a half hours away, we really have to be, be focused. Yeah, you, you really do. That bus ride, I, I you know, that, that, that's tough on the kids. I mean, shoot, the car drive was tough on a couple old guys like us. So, you know, it's got to be tough on the kids that, you know, they have to sit still. They can't get up, move around, you know, so it's, it's got to be a factor for Garden City. But, uh, you know, Panthers will just have to KDKQLP overcome the bus ride. And, uh, 
play football tonight. Well, Doyle, the, the opening toss was done. The Garden City won the opening toss. They have elected to defer to the second half. So Panthers will start this ball game defending the south end zone. And, uh, again, we're sitting on the east side of the of the bleachers here. The sun is directly above us, uh, and we're in our little typical two-by-two two room, and uh, <clears throat> it's hot. Yeah, it, it's pretty hot. Uh, we don't dare shut the windows because then we'll really be roasted. But, uh, you know, it's okay. The kids well, they've are... switched now. They've got uh, – they, they, they changed the Derby will be receiving now, and they'll be defending the north uh, end zone. Again, not a lot of wind. It's out of the out of the east at about eight miles per hour, so don't think that'll be any issue. The interesting thing, as we talked on our way up, is the heat and, and you know the first game of the season that you sometimes see a lot of cramping. Yeah, you see cramps when it's so hot. Uh, another thing besides the the physical part of it are the mental errors. Both teams are going to make mental errors, and, and you know this could come down to whichever team makes the fewest errors, uh, mental or physical errors, and. You know, it, it's first game of the year for everybody in Kansas tonight. As uh, far as I know, they all play on Friday night, and we're ready for the Panthers to go. Again, they're they're defending 6A state champions, and, you know, they, they know how to win. Well, Derby's in their, uh, their away uniforms tonight. They've elected for the black pants, white jerseys with green numbers, and white helmets. Uh, usually the kids uh, are allowed to pick what, what uniform combination they want. This is an awful nice uh, combination that they picked well it'll be a little bit cooler i think garden city they're in their traditional home brown and gray pants with white helmets but they'll well, be a little pants, bit hotter their pants they even fooled you they're kind of camo pants tonight Are they? tonight is their military appreciation night so we had the helicopter come in and bring the game ball in and you know again we can't say enough for our veterans derby will have uh, have military night uh, coming up in a couple weeks but uh, a nice atmosphere here in garden city well they're it's gray camo so i was kind of right <laughs> Jeez, Kevin, I bought these glasses so you wouldn't have to crutch me all this year. It looks like you're already starting. We haven't even kicked off yet. <laughs> We're ready to go. Back deep for the Panthers is uh, Terry Ginyard on the near side, and on the far side is Trey Washington. Those will be a pair you probably want to kick away from at some point because they could they could be game busters. It's going to go out of bounds, and there'll be a penalty marker. So, you know, I guess that's how you don't kick to those guys. You just kick it out of bounds. So, well, you know, and that was a, it, it was kind of an odd kick. It looked like he shanked it. I mean, it didn't look like he, you know, maybe he was trying to kick it out of bounds because it uh, bolted out at a really about the 30 yard line. I think we're going to have the football first and 10 on about the 40. I haven't seen an official mark the ball yet, but it, it looks, yeah, it looks like it's going to be on the 40. Well, they're going to mark it down. They're finally getting around to it. And it looks like it's going to be on the 40-yard line. Panthers bring their offense out on the field. Well, yeah, I think they're going to re-kick. No, they're going to re-kick. They're, they're going to re-kick. It took the officials a, a while to figure that one out. But uh, as we said, week one, it's uh, – it's a little bit slow for everybody. Yeah, the, the kids had already started to line up on the 40, and uh, then they decided to uh, re-kick, which, you know, that gives our guys another chance. That gives Ginyard and Washington another shot. Now they've moved up five yards. They're on about the 15-yard line. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, whether he kicks away or, or tries to angle it one way or another to slow these two guys down because they're both going to be rippers back there. 
getting ready to go. No time off the clock. And here we go. High end over end. It's going to come down to Washington at the 15, 20, 25, 30, and finally knocked down pretty hard right short of the 30-yard line. Well, as we said, Trey Washington, Terry Ginyard are two guys that have a lot of speed back there. You know, Derby has been so blessed over the years to have special teams that are phenomenal, and it doesn't come by accident. That's one of the things that uh, Coach Clark uh, emphasizes is all facets of the football game. Well, and, and uh, they marked it on the 29. Forward progress stopped there. And, again, we, we have to say, you know, it's everybody's first game. See, officials, the players, the coaches, it's everybody. Adler's your quarterback. Washington moves into the slot on the near side. Adler's in the, in the backfield all alone. Sets up to pass. Hits Washington 35-40. 45-50, and then stepped out of bounds. I guess he stepped out of bounds just short of the 45. He stepped about about the 44, Doyle. That was just a nice little screen, and uh, Washington, if he doesn't step out of bounds, he's probably going to take it to the house. It's going to be first and 10 for the Panthers from their own 44-yard line. Adler and Washington are now in the backfield, trips to the far side. Then on a bit of an option, Adler pitches it to Washington. Nice hole. Still on his feet, 40, 35, 30, knocked out of bounds around the 30-yard line of Garden City. That just shows the experience of Grant Adler back here because he stretched the option play out as far as it could go, made the pitch out to Washington. Washington picks up big yardage. Goal for that option to work. You got so many things in factor, and you got two great running backs in Grant Adler and uh, Trey Washington, hard to defend. No score. Panthers threatening. Back to pass goes Adler. Hits the guy out in the flat. It looked like it was Walker. He's going to pick up three, maybe four. Now, ball was thrown a little bit low. Walker did a good job of coming back to the football and uh, making the catch. It's going to be second down now, and uh, looks like second and about five for the Panthers. Again, no score, just starting first quarter, 11-14 to go. Back to pass again. Adler just a little bit high for the intended receiver, Reed Liston. Well, you had you had Trey Washington in the vicinity too. Trey had kind of broken to the post, and he was wide open. Ball was just a little bit overthrown, but obviously the Panthers are coming out looking to pick on this secondary of Garden City. Well, and, and you got you know Adler. This is his first game in a long time. He he was injured the Carroll game again last year, so he's he's getting his first start in quite a while. And he kind of keeps it, finds a little bit of a crease, gets down inside the 15 to about the 14. Yeah, Grant Adler's a kid that I coached back in middle school. and Just tremendous instincts, a heck of an athlete. And he ran that to perfection. You kind of read the defensive end. He cut inside of him and picks up big yardage. First down from the 14, no score. Again, Adler keeps it, cuts it up inside, gets down inside the 10 to about the 7. That's what we were talking about on the on the play he pitched to Washington. You've got to put a hat on each one of these guys. If you're not, they're going to hurt you with the option. Well, Adler's sure doing that right now, and and what I think he's doing is he's setting them up for something. I mean, he's going to keep. They're going to collapse on him. And he'll pitch it to Washington, and it'll be over. Again, Adler on the keeper. Cuts up inside, finds a bit of a crease. Touchdown, Panthers. Yeah, that was just a nice, nice read by Grant Adler because he held the ball to the last second. That's a veteran move. They kind of bit and thought, okay, he's pitching it to Washington. He finds a crease inside, goes in untouched. Nice, nice, nice heads up by Grant Adler. And, uh, again, you know, he's 
had a couple injuries the last couple of years, but so far tonight he looks pretty sharp in game one, or first game, first quarter. Panthers lead 6-0. Now time for the all-important extra point. And the kicker is Scott Simmons. Left-footed kicker. Kick looks good, and it is. So with uh, 10-24 to go in this, the first quarter, Panthers jump out to a 7-0 lead. You know, while we got a second before they set up and kick off, uh, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105 is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Recreation Center, Derby Plaza Theaters, Derby Public Library, DNB Automotive, and Shelton Collision Repair. Those sponsors, as you go to their businesses, tell them that you heard their advertisement on the home of Panther Football, Alive 105. Well, Doyle, I'll tell you what, I don't think Coach Clark could have drawn up any better uh, outcome for the first game of the season, first series of the season. You march down the field with relative ease, uh, mixing a little pass, a little run, and you put points on the board. Yeah, and, you know, now uh, the, the talk that I've been hearing around town is about the defense and, and how good are they going to be. Well, we're fixing to find out. Uh, I, I think, uh, as you talked, last year we talked to Coach Pontius and, at the end of the year. And, you know, you said earlier that we talked to him and he just smiled about this year. Well, he said, we got two holes to fill and we're going to be pretty good. But, you know, these kids have got, this is game one. You got to suspect they'll be very good by game four or five. Kicking off is Grant Adler. I think he's also the punter. Grant's, a, Grant's as we said, an incredible basketball player, baseball player, pretty versatile athlete. High end over end is going to come down and be fielded at about the fumble at about the 20 Balls still on the, on the ground. I think the Panthers may looks have like, it. Looks like the Panthers may have recovered it. We'll, well wait and see after the official. The City guy never really got his hands on the ball, and then he kind of tried to regather it, but there was a lot of white helmets breathing down him, and uh, and they somehow came out with it. I don't know how because uh, – there was an awful lot of white Panther helmets around that football. Garden City dodges a big bullet early on. Yes, they do. That would have been disastrous if they would have lost the football there. Panthers go on defense. Garden City will have it first and 10 from their 20, looks like about their 23-yard line. Acosta is the quarterback, and his running back is uh, Eric Dominguez. They pitch it to Dominguez. He gets to the outside. Gets out to about the, looks like the 20, about the 20-yard line. Well, as we said last year, this Acosta kid is tough. I mean, he got he got rattled so many times, and every time we thought he wouldn't get back up, he'd pop right back, and uh, he's, a, he's a team leader as a senior this year. Line to gains around the 33. Panthers lead 7-0 at second down and about eight. The ball is on about the 25-yard line. Dominguez, just a sophomore, not very big, but he's pretty fast. A little bit of a high snap, back to pass goes Acosta. Got a man out in the flat, hit hard at about the 30-yard line. Terry Ginyard on the tackle, and uh, again, he, he showed a nice ability to make the open field tackle there. Well, it's uh, going to be third down and maybe three. 
Again, Panthers scored on their first possession. There's 9.50 left in the first quarter, and Panthers lead 7-0. Well, we said this offensive line for Garden City is huge. These guys are uh, they're a force to be reckoned with. They are very big from tackle to tackle. On a keeper is Acosta. He gets hit hard at about the 30-yard line. I think that was number four, Jack Heilman. Doyle Jack's just a junior. He just came in and tattooed him. I mean, out of nowhere, took his legs out. I, you and I were looking at each other at the same time. What a, what a nice play by Heilman. Fourth down and about three. There was no gain on the play. Panthers lead 7-0. There's nine minutes left here in the first quarter. Back deep for the Panthers is Ginyard, and it's Washington again. Washington to the near side, Ginyard far side. Nice end-over-end punt's going to be touched by Ginyard. I don't think he touched it. It looked like he didn't think he touched it, so it, it stopped and downed at about the 22. It looked like it, it went through his hands. but Well, I think a real wise move by Trey Washington. The punt was kind of a, a weird angle punt, and it was low, and he started to catch it and then pulled his hands away from it. And uh, you could tell he, he, did, he knew he didn't touch it, and the uh, Garden City gets off a pretty good punt. Yeah, the Panthers are going to have it on their own 23. They lead 7-0. We're not quite halfway through the first quarter. And uh, the, the defense, uh, you know, on the first series, they they played pretty well. They Two of the three hits were just awesome. So, uh, you know, they're going to play a little angry maybe. First and 10 Panthers. They lead 7-0. Adler, Washington, now he moves into the slot on the far side. So we've got an empty backfield. Back to pass, Adler going deep over the middle, just out of the reach of Washington. Yeah, and I think that was the old center fielder play. You have to catch it over your over your shoulder. Washington was wide open. I looked down the field. KV on Walker was wide open. You know, that's probably from the game film coaches watched. We had guys running loose in the secondary. That time we just weren't able to connect. Yeah, that was a good good thrown ball. It was about, oh, I'd say 35, 40 yards in the air. And uh it was almost a almost a good pitch and catch. As we say, sometimes that passing game opens up the running game and vice versa. Adler and Washington are in the backfield. The officials have stopped play for something. I'm not sure what yet. Uh, they had the ball marked wrong. They had to reset. It's going to be second and 10 anyway. And uh, Panthers lead 7-0. First quarter. Adler on a keeper. He's finding a nice, nice alley to run in out to the 50, 30, 15, 10. Touchdown, Panthers. It's going Panthers. to come back on a terrible call. I, You know, we had a, had a receiver that was making a great block downfield. The official from in the middle kind of just chucks the ball or the flag over at him. I don't know that I agree with the call, but uh, again, that shows you the versatility of Mr. Adler. Yeah, I, I was too busy watching Grant. I mean, he he flat found the seam over there on the far side and just, I mean, he outran a lot of people. He's That'll got more inter speed. Interesting call because the defender kind of turned his back. If anything, they're going to have to call a hold, I would think. But uh, we'll see what the call is. And uh... Well, I think he called holding, and it'll be a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. I don't know where that was at. So I guess we'll see how it ends up. We know they still started. be enough for a first down, but it, again, it was just a nice read by Adler, and he showed a lot of speed as he got downfield. Well, they're going to mark it on about the looks like the 
four, 33-yard line, so that's close to a first down. But it's gonna, they're, go, they're not going to give them the first down. It's just just short. Well, it's got to be inches where they're where they're yeah. spotting this. I don't know if they'll call for a measurement, but uh, it's uh, awful, awful close. Well, they started on the 33 or 23, and the ball's resting just short of the hash mark on the 33. And I think that's what they're going to do. I, I, it looks like they're uh, going to come in and measure. Well, that's probably the best thing to do. And uh, by measuring, at least we'll know for sure. I I suspect it'll be if it. It'll be inches if they don't get this. Panthers lead 7-0. 8.32 left in first the first, down. and it is a first down. Well, and again, you go back to that play, and Grant held the ball till the last, and he acted like he was going to pitch it to Washington. They bid on Washington. Grant finds a seam and just boogies down the sideline. Unfortunately, we get called for a hold. Yeah, Grant has uh, – he's, he's – uh, found some seams to run in so far early in this ball game. And, that, you know, that took away a 77-yard touchdown run. First and 10 from the 33. Lim Wash is now in the game at quarterback. He's on a keeper. Gets hit at – still on his feet. Fumbles the football in Garden City. Recovers at the Panthers. Lim Wash is kind of our, our triple threat back here. He can run. He can play quarterback. He can go to receiver. He, he had a hard run there that time. Looked like he was down. He comes out of about a three-yard additional gain. He costs up the football. So Garden City's going to have the ball in Panther territory. Yeah, that, that was just an effort fumble. He was just trying to get all he could get out of that run, and uh, uh, he'll, he'll learn from that. He had about a 10-yard gain, but uh, they, they now have – have it on Derby's 42 and a half. Panthers do lead 7-0 with 8.24 to go in the first. Acosta and Dominguez in the backfield. They give it to Dominguez. He gets to the outside, gets hung up there by Jack Heilman. He had help from somebody, but I, I'm not sure who it was. Well, he had several Panthers there helping him out on the play. I was going to say, it looked like Colton, Colton Searing was uh, in there, too. Colson. So that's going to be a loss of about, oh, I'm going to guess, a yard, yard and a half. So it's going to be second and 11 and a half, 12 yards to go for a first down. Panthers lead 7-0. So far, that defense has pursued pretty well. Acosta, Dominguez are back. Pass over the middle. Nice. That was just a nice catch by the receiver. Tackled immediately by Heilman. Yeah, Jack Heilman, again, just a junior. And Doyle, this is a guy that kind of came from nowhere, and the coaches have been so pleased with him. Uh, not an overly big, probably goes about 105 pounds, but I'm one of those guys that like to see the offseason work, and Jack put on a lot, of, a lot of work in the gym over the winter. Well, that was enough for about a five-yard gain. It's going to be third down and about, oh, maybe six. Panthers lead 7-0. Panthers showing blitz. Quarterback keeps it, gets out past about the 35, down at the 34. Man, I, you got to think that where they're at right now, they're going to be in four-down territory. Penetrated uh, after the fumble into Derby territory. Well, Panthers uh, 
had blitzed Luke Stewart, and he put some pressure on, and I think that forced uh, Acosta to do something he didn't want to do. I think he was wanting to pitch it, but uh, as soon as uh, our linebacker put the pressure on him, he just beat feet for an opening in the middle. Panthers lead 7-0, and it's fourth down and about two from the Panthers' 33-and-a-half. That's a big fourth down play for the Panthers early on for this uh, young defense. It looks like there's going to be a timeout. Timeout Garden City. Garden City. And that's that's probably not a bad call on their part with – you know, fourth down and three, you know, maybe we, maybe we need to talk about this. Well, if you're Coach Hill, you, you, you realize that, uh, you know, you could be down 14-0 right now if it wouldn't have been for the holding penalty. So he's going to have to take advantage. Yeah, well, we got to stop in the action. A little bit of a break. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105 is sponsored in part by these great Derby businesses. Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Express Water and Hardscapes, Pizza John's, El Paso Animal Hospital, Riverside Cafe of Derby, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Paz Photography by Kelsey Lockie and Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. Again, as you patronize these businesses, tell them you heard your ad, their ad on Panther Football, Alive 105. Uh, and just a reminder that uh, to our listeners, you can listen to this broadcast on a live uh, 105, or you can pick it up on the internet as well. And I know we've got listeners, uh, as always, all over the country. We've got got people in Ma- Massachusetts, Connecticut, Hartford. I mean, we've got uh, listeners that like to enjoy the broadcast. So wherever you're at, uh, you can still listen to Panther football. Yeah, there's there's no reason if you want to hear the game, there's no reason not to because there's going to be some place you can hear it. Uh, Kevin, we've got. Oh, I don't know. Looks like 6-17 left. Again, Panthers lead 7-0. Garden City got down in the position they're in right now after a turnover by the Panthers, a fumble by uh, Lim Wash. But uh, Panther defense has kind of got them in fourth and and a couple. So this will be a big play for that young defense to start the season. No question. Acosta is the quarterback. Dominguez is in the backfield with him. And back to pass goes Acosta. Got some pressure on him. Brought down for a loss. Like it's Terry Ginyard on the play. Doyle, I mean, a big loss. Ginyard wasn't fooled at all. Acosta was going to try and get out to the far sideline on the play. And Ginyard uh, came running up and made a nice open field tackle. So this Panther defense, they may be young, but uh, playing very well right now. Well, they're, they're playing pretty aggressive, Kevin. And uh, I think that's what the D coordinator told us tonight that these kids are going to at least play aggressive. Panthers have the football on their own 43, first and 10, leading 7-0. They were in the first quarter. Handoff straight ahead to Washington. He gets hit hard at about the 46. And that time, that was just a designed runoff tackle by the Panthers, and uh, Garden City did a pretty good job of closing in on uh, Trey. Going to be yeah. second down and about, oh, probably seven for the Panthers. Again, a very experienced offensive unit. Again, Adler on a keeper finds a lane, 
Gets a first down and more. Still on his feet inside Garden City territory at about the 38. Well, Grant's just one of those kids. I mean, he, it looked like he was going to go down. He kind of spins out of the tackle and, and dies for another three or four yards. Uh, you know, They're going to have to put a hat on number seven, or he's going to make this a long night. Well, they haven't solved him yet, and you're right. It's going to be a long night for Garden City if they can't solve him. Again, Washington gets hit at about the 40, 35-yard line after a short gain on first down. Well, early in the ball game, Panthers have shown the ability to throw the ball, run the ball. The options worked great. As we said, we've had a couple opportunities. We've had receivers downfield with not a defender in sight. It's going to be, what, second down and looks like seven for the Panthers. 5.09 left. They lead 7-0. They're on the 30, about 35-yard line of Garden City. They're looking back to the uh, bench for a check with me so coaches can let them know what to run. Again, we got trips to the near side. Single wide out to the far side. Looks like Larson, Adler, and Washington in the backfield. Adler goes to the far side, cuts up, missed the tackle. 20, 15, run out of bounds inside the 15. Thank you. You can't run the option play any better than that. Garden City's going to have to learn to defend it. Uh, Grant went out again and just held the ball to the last second. Fakes like he's going to pitch it to Washington, cuts up side, see, finds the seam, and he's got good speed. He takes it deep into Garden City territory. Yeah, this young man's probably faster than what people might think he is because uh, – he is 6'3", and usually <laughs> he, he's showing some pretty good speed. Quick pass. Caught. Walker inside the – well, right about the five. Walker's – he's one of those D1-type guys. He's a 6'4", 205-pound senior. And, and, you know, again, another kid that I coach, and Kavion is uh, – he's just one of those guys that's a true athlete. Well, he made a good catch there. The pass was a little bit high. He jumped up and got it. Come down after, oh, it looks like about a six-yard gain, so it's going to be second down for the Panthers. They already lead 7-0. They're threatening to increase that. Adler straight up the middle, touchdown Panthers. Yeah, Adler just stepped back in the pocket out of the shotgun, and, and I think all the Garden City thought he was going to throw the football. He just hesitated and walked into the end zone, so another good read by the senior. Well, and, and I think, what might have confused Garden City a little bit is the Panthers were in their super wide splits oh, on the offensive line, and uh, uh, they had to adjust to that. And I think that might have created that seam for Adler just to go right, pretty much just walk in the end zone. Again, extra point attempt. Scott Simmons. And it was the. The snap was fumbled a little bit, and uh, so that threw the timing off, and uh, the extra point is no good. Well, and I, mean, I was told by some people before the game, because I don't know Simmons, and uh, several people said, no, he's a, he's kind of new to football. He's a soccer guy, and, and, you know, you maybe saw a little of inexperience first game out of not only our holder, but the kicker. The ball was snap maybe wasn't perfect, and uh, it never had a chance. It never got off the ground. Yeah, it, it was just one of those things that they're going to work on in practice and they're going to get way better at. And, yeah, he's he's new to football, but he's got a pretty good leg on him. I was watching him in warm-ups before the game started, and he's he's got a pretty darn good leg. That's funny how a lot of those uh, kickers end up uh, being uh, soccer guys. They come out and find this sport and uh, have a lot of success at it. Well, yeah, and we've had good kickers for the last, oh, I don't know, 
I don't know how many. I think you and years. I talked about it that, you know, as far as we can, can remember the last 30, 35 years, Derby's had kickers that uh, just been very blessed with that. Yeah, we, we have been. We've been very lucky. Well, Panthers jump up uh, 13-0 on Garden City. We're still 349 in the first quarter. Uh, Panthers had one touchdown called back on a hold. But uh, so far, it's been uh, pretty dominating by the Panthers. Looks like uh, uh, back deep is Dominguez and Biera for uh, Garden City. Adler will be kicking off, and uh, he'll be trying to kick it. Last time they fumbled it, Panthers just about got the turnover. It's high end over end. It's going to come down, it looks like, to Biera. He gets out to about the 21 or 22, and he's hit hard. And it wasn't Bier, it was Lane Durst. Okay, Grant kicked that one to about the 10-yard line, a pretty high kick, so it gives the, the kicking team a chance to get down the field. As we, uh, as we keep talking about, this is a Panther special team that they pride themselves on keeping guys inside the 20, and I guarantee you they're going to kick themselves that they got it out to the about, about the 22. Panthers lead 13-0, 344 left in the first quarter. And it's going to be here the second series for the defense to come out. So they have they've equated themselves pretty good so far tonight. I don't know what the holdup is now. The Panthers have done a good job of stringing out uh, Acosta, and uh, we've seen some nice tackles by Heilman and, and Ginyard. Our, our middle linebackers they, they they've played so far pretty good, uh, and and our outside guys have been able to force them inside so far. Again. Acosta on a keeper finds a big seam, 40, 45, 50. Finally gets knocked out of bounds at about the Panther 45. Just a huge gain by uh, uh, Carlos Acosta. Tanner Knox finally drives him out of bounds. He had the angle on him, but uh, yeah, Acosta found a seam right up the heart of the defense, kind of off the off of his left side, off the tackle. Going to be first down on the Panther 45. I think their first first down of the game. Give it to Dominguez. He gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. And he only picks up a yard. And again, this is a, a defense that uh, isn't probably going to be real happy with themselves uh, giving up that long run. Panthers lead 13 0. Clock is moving with three minutes left in the first quarter. The Panthers are kind of in that three-man front now. Acosta's the quarterback. He's out. Of, they run out of the pistol a lot on on offense. Got trips to the near side. Now, now one of the guys going motion to the far side. Back to pass goes Acosta. Just got a little swing pass out to Dominguez. He gets hit and he's going to lose probably three, four yards. Uh, Colson Searing wasn't fooled by it. He held him up enough that uh, we had some other Panthers come in and finish off the play. But, you know, really a slow developing screen pass for Garden City. That, that makes it third down and 13. They trail 13 to nothing. So we'll see what Garden City's got up their sleeve here. If the Panthers can hold him here, I just don't see him going for it on fourth down. Maybe, maybe they will, but. They'll be giving Panthers pretty good field position if they do go for it and don't make it. So third down and 13, Panthers lead 13-0. Two minutes left in quarter number one. Acosta back to pass, deep drop, 
good play out there. Oh, they're defense. gonna call pass interference oh, on what looked like a pretty good play by Bracken Cooser that uh, you know, officials have a better view of it than we do, but uh I know that's gonna come up with the pass interference. I think you're right, Kevin, but it sure looked like good defense to me. But I have to agree with you. The officials have better views than we do. Yeah, what we don't see is it looked like Kuzer had good positioning, but he might have had his arm wrapped around him when he did it. Well, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're, oh, they're going to mark it off probably from the line of scrimmage, so it's going to be 15 yards, I believe, so that will be enough for a first down. You know, so far, and it's early in the ball game. Again, 155 left in the first quarter. Panthers lead 13-0, but well, the, the penalties seem to be racking up against the Panthers. Yeah, and, and you know, you kind of expect that first game of the year on both sides. Absolutely. But that was just an aggressive play by, by Kuzer. I, I thought he made a great play on that. I'd like to see that on tape just, just for grins. Panthers lead 13-0, first and 10 from the Panther 33-yard line. Acosta's at the quarterback. He gives it off to Dominguez. He gets hit, oh, by two or three Panthers. I don't know that he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Luke Stewart was in on the play and uh, made a nice tackle down low. Heilman came in and helped. Uh, brings up second long. Going to be second down, about 11. Again, Dominguez and Acosta are in the backfield. Acosta. Tyler Dorsey popped out of the game. Tyler's one of those kids you need in there and knows he's a, he's a, a real force. Guy that's going to get double team and triple team. So. Ty, Tyler Allen's in the game for him. A low snap. Acosta jumps on it. They're going to lose, looks like, five or six yards. Yeah, Acosta did the right thing. The ball never got off the ground. It came back to him hard rolling and he felt the Panthers breathing down did the right thing he just fell on the football under a minute left in the first quarter Panthers lead 13-0 Garden City will have it third down from the Panther 41 the line to gain looks like it's about the 23 yard line so they've got about 18 yards to go here on third down yeah it kind of shortens the playbook when you got third and that long they got Three wideouts to the near side, one to the far side. Back to pass goes Acosta. Got pressure, got rid of the football, and it's way above the head of the intended receiver, so it's going to be incomplete. Well, this is one of those situations I think you, you probably want to punt here. You know, you got the ball inside the 50, but uh, as potent as this Panther offense is, I think you'd like to, to maybe get one of those uh, balls that go out of bounds uh, inside the 20, maybe around the 10-yard line. Well, the Panthers are sending Ginyard back. Dvorak is, is punting for Garden City. Again, Panthers lead 13-0. We're under 30 seconds left here in the first quarter. Just a very high end-over-end punt. Bounce, takes a Garden City bounce and gets down inside about the, oh, I'm going to say the 15 to about the 14. Yeah, that's kind of what they wanted, and I think the Garden City defender caught the ball a little prematurely. It was bouncing, and, you know, it, it could have been – a ball that get, got down to the three or four yard line, but fortunately for the Panthers, he stopped the football, but it gives Derby a long field. Yeah, it's going to be first 10 from the 14. Probably only going to be maybe one play this quarter. Panthers are probably going to go into the second quarter leading 13-0. Again, Adler, Washington are in the backfield. Trips to the near side. Karzak's a tight end on the far side. 
Washington goes in motion, back to pass. Washington way out ahead of the defensive back. It looked like just a fly pattern. And uh, yeah, just overthrown again on that play, but uh, we're showing the ability to get downfield, get open. Well, that's going to loosen up secondary soon. That, that'll, that'll open up maybe some, some runs or some shorter passes later in the night. But for right now, Adler's showing that he's got quite an arm on him. You know, he's one of those kids that uh, you're seeing him in seventh grade and you, you looked out and he's already throwing balls 35, 40 yards downfield with a tight spiral. The kid can really spin the football. Well, I'm going to guess that was about a 50-yarder in the air from where he released it. Again, Washington goes in motion. Adler back to pass. Now he decides to pull it down and run. Going to pick up, oh, looks like he's going to pick up four or five yards. Going to be third and about five. Adler did the same thing that he scored on in the in the end zone. Was he just kind of stepped back, tried to tried to act like he was going to throw the football, and takes off up the middle. That ends the first quarter. Panthers lead 13-0. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back after a short break. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs, offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of a lot Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure, offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. City, ready to start the second quarter. Panthers lead 13-0. They're going to have it deep in their own territory. Oh, probably looks like they're on about their own 17-yard line. They have the line to gain is out around the 23. So they've got a little ways to go and two downs to do it. Yeah, Panthers route tacked uh, a lot of offense up in that first quarter, pretty much dominated uh, by Grant Adler, really, throwing the football and running uh, some nice option plays. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if the coaches go to a different uh, play series or, or if they keep giving it and giving Adler the ability to run. Going to be third to about four, maybe four and a half. Karzak goes in motion to the far side. Larson's to the near side. Walker and Liston, along with Karsak, are on the far side. Washington in the backfield with Adler. Adler's going to cut it up. Big hole first down and more. He's he's going to go. Nobody's going to catch him. Grant Adler should go all the way. Another fine read by Adler. Touchdown Panthers. Well, you you saw once. I said see you when he was before he was midfield. You know, you, you saw the defender trying to chase after him, but Grant has, as you said, very deceptive speed. Yeah, he uh, he had a pretty fast guy on his heels, but that guy wasn't going to catch him. And uh, Grant just made a nice play in there for a touchdown for the Panthers. They now lead 19-0 with, again, the all-important extra point to follow. Again, Grant just made a nice read. He, he's, he's an experienced quarterback, and he can hold the football and not panic. Well, he, he, he found us. He found a little bit of a of a hole to run through. And my, when he got past the linebackers, there wasn't anybody else back there. Extra point attempt is up. 
and it is good. So early in the second quarter, 11.46 to go before half, Panthers have uh, stepped up to a 20-0 lead. Yeah, and what turned out, it looked like it was a third and five, third and six play, and Next thing you know, Grant Adler standing in the end zone with a with a very nice touchdown run. Yeah, he did a, he did a good job of finding that running lane, and he's done a good job all night of finding right. the running lane. And unfortunately, our 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 space up here is so limited that our stats guys are, are are way on the other end. But I'm sure that Grant Adler has already got well over 100 yards on the on the ball game. We're early here in the second quarter. Well, I, I would think he did. Plus, he had about a 75 yarder called back. So. You know, he's he's shown the ability to run, and, and, you know, that's going to be hard. That's going to give a defensive coordinator a headache. You know, while we got a little little bit of time, let's uh, talk about tonight's broadcast and the sponsors on Alive 105. The broadcast is sponsored in part by these great derby businesses, Tender Carolina Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Recreation Center, Derby Plaza Theater, Derby Public Library, D&B Automotive, and Shelton Collision Repair. 